Hello and welcome to week, well, five, but four of Big Reek and Buckeye pregame live. And I apologize that it's coming to you on Friday night. I'm going to get it uploaded tonight uh, as opposed to tomorrow as, um, you know, we I have to work tomorrow, so I won't be around for pregame tomorrow morning. So as I normally do, I want to get into what happened last game that the Ohio State played, which was against Rutgers, which is a big win. Got a little too close in the end, if you ask me. And also want to get into what I see for what will be Ohio State's toughest test this season, a top 10 matchup against Indiana. Did I say that right? A top 10 matchup against Indiana? Well, Michael Penix Jr. has that team playing some of the best football Indiana has played in years. And here we go. A top 10 throwdown in the shoe tomorrow at high noon. Catch Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt on the call for tomorrow. But let's go back to Rutgers a couple weeks ago. Um, Ohio State did what I had said I thought they needed to do in the pregame. They dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. They got pressure on the Rutgers quarterback. They played very good defense in the first half. The second half, Rutgers started doing stuff I don't think anybody thought they were going to do. Trick plays, throwback passes on punt returns and kick returns. Uh, it turned out to get a lot closer than most people thought it would. Rutgers put up over 20 points in that game, but Ohio State won it handily, a multi-score win with no major issues. Justin Fields, again, in that receiving core, was outstanding. Um, the takeaways I had from that game were, number one, it got way too close toward the end. There is no reason that Ohio State should have been ever threatened in that game. Uh, there's no reason that Justin Fields should have played a snap in the fourth quarter, but unfortunately, Ryan Day was not happy with his team, and he made the guys play. They kept scoring points. Um, Trey Sermon started to get a little bit going last game. Master Teague had another very good game uh, running the ball out of the backfield, and Fields again. Uh, Justin Fields is just an absolute monster under center. Um, he is... My pick right now to be the Heisman Trophy winner. Now, uh, Mac Jones down at uh, Alabama will have played more games, but I think Fields is going to be the guy who wins this thing. Um, outside of Fields, the wide receiving core, uh, Garrett Wilson had another 100-yard game, three in three games. Uh, I don't think there's anybody who's really done that at Ohio State in a long, long time. Um, so, great win against Rutgers. Do what you need to do. Now comes the test. Unheard of that I'm going to say these two teams and their records. The team up north is 1-3. Penn State is 0-4. This is going to end up being Ohio State statement game as the number 9 Hoosiers. This is football, right? I mean, I, I didn't skip seasons. Number 9 in Indiana Hoosiers, this is college football, right? Well, unfortunately for Ohio State this year, Indiana has played outstanding. Big wins against Penn State, the opening game, which, by the way, they really did get screwed out of a win, did Penn State. Um, and beating Michigan in, in the big house just a couple weeks ago and winning last week um, their game they had then. So listen, I got to say Penix and this team are for real. Here's what they do well. Michael Penix is a left-handed, dual-threat quarterback. Um, he runs the ball well. He's not the polished passer that Justin Fields is, but there aren't a lot of guys in 
college football who can say they are the polished passer that Justin Fields is. Uh, he knows his offense. He knows his coach. They play to their strengths, and they get big Ws. I mean, listen, beating Penn State in week one was no slouch. Penn State's not a bad team. They've had some bad luck, and they've had some bad games, but they're not a bad team. I don't think that Harbaugh has a bad team. I think Harbaugh's a bad coach, but I really don't think Harbaugh has a bad team. I think, again... When you don't have all the horses that you need, you can get exposed. Uh, Michigan has no business playing man-to-man defense without any studs in the secondary. And Indiana took advantage of that. Indiana ran the football very well against Michigan. This, But the one thing Indiana hasn't run into yet, no one has played Ohio State yet except Penn State, Rutgers, and the opener against Nebraska, which, again, wasn't close. Penn State multi-score win. Uh, Rutgers multi-score win. It's all going to come down to who makes the big plays on Saturday. So I talked a little about Indiana's offense. Their defense has played pretty well, too. Uh, mostly taking the ball away. Uh, a lot of takeaways against Penn State. A lot of takeaways so far this year. That's how they've stayed in games. That's how they've, they've, um, they have also capitalized on the events, on taking the ball away and scoring points. So really what Ohio State needs to do to um, neutralize their defense is to not give the ball away. If you play takeaway less football against Indiana, you have a better shot at winning the game. I said it before the Browns game last week. I said it last week, two weeks ago before Rutgers. I will say it again today. Ohio State needs to set the dominance at the line of scrimmage in order to win this game and win it handily. Indiana has not played a team that defensively or offensively can push them around. They get that this week in the horseshoe. They have not played a team that can run with them yet, as the speed demons in the Big Ten aren't really around until you get to that team in Columbus. They don't play a team that's had a quarterback yet. And that is the biggest thing that Ohio State is going for it this week, and that is Justin Fields. So let me put it this way. What Fields can do as a passer right now is not what a lot of guys at Ohio State have ever done. He has as many touchdown passes, 11, as he has incompletions, 11. Not in one game, but all season. He has missed on 11 passes. Two of those were drops. He has as many touchdowns as incompletions. And this is an Indiana secondary that I don't think has really been tested with the level of wide receiver talent that Ohio State brings to the table. I think Indiana is going to try and make the Buckeyes one-dimensional, and they're going to do their best to take away the running game that Master Teague and Trey Sermon can bring. The problem with that is there is so much talent on the outside and at the tight end position that they, I don't think they have guys who can match up in coverage. Having said that, I said it at the top of the show, I'll say it again. This is Ohio State's biggest test this season. Never thought I'd say it'd be Indiana. Never thought I'd be talking about this in the middle of November. But this is a huge game. We are normally ramping up for that team up north and the rivalry game right now. But this is going to be the rivalry game. This is going to be the biggest game of the year outside of that game on December the 12th. 
listen, Indiana's tough. Indiana is just straight tough. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. Indiana is absolutely going to be a tough out for them. This will be the closest game. I don't think they. I, I don't think Indiana can upset Ohio State. I don't think they have that much firepower. Um, I don't think they have that much. They don't have the depth Ohio State has. So obviously, I pick the Buckeyes to win every week. But this one, I don't think they're going to cover. Uh, last I heard from my buddy Nick, who hopefully will watch this. I talked to him earlier tonight. So Nick, shout out to you. Um. I hope, and if I remember correctly, it was over 20, I think it was 21 points was the spread for this game. The over-under being about 64 and a half, I think he said. Um, I don't think it goes, I think it goes over the total, but I also don't think Ohio State covers. I really don't. I think Indiana will cover. I think they will make it a close game going into the second or third quarter. But then Ohio State's talent level, and it's here and here, guys. Ohio State, Indiana. I think the talent level takes over, and Ohio State gets a breakaway win to go to 4-0. So moving forward, Ohio State will see. Um, they get Illinois yet. They get Michigan State. They get the big boy. Because they're only going to get seven games in. Having said that, I think you have a 7-0 Ohio State go to the Big Ten Championship game in Indianapolis to play the winner of the West, which, by the way, it's either going to be Purdue or Northwestern. So do we get to see the Wildcats for the second time in three years in Indianapolis as I wear the 2018 Big Ten Championship shirt that night? They beat the uh, Wildcats. And great head coach Pat Fitzgerald in Urban's final year. Um... As much as I'm talking about the schedule moving forward, Ohio State cannot afford to look past this game. This is going to be a tough one. This is going to be the test. Playing the number nine team in the country, this, unfortunately, because of COVID, this will be the resume maker. Running the table, this win, and a Big Ten championship, I believe, will get Ohio State into the college football playoff, and then all all heck breaks loose. Because you have the national media going, oh, well, they don't play anybody. They don't do this. Well, unfortunately, it wasn't the players' call to miss those games at the beginning of the season. Joel Klatt said something uh, on Colin Cowherd's show the other day, and the only reason I even paid attention to Colin Cowherd is because Joel Klatt was on there. Uh, he had mentioned that this Ohio State team, when you lose three defensive players to the top 16 in the draft, you don't really recover right away. What Ohio State will have time to do is to scheme and to play to its strengths. And right now, interior defensive line, linebackers, and the safety position is their is their strengths on defense. They can get things done with those play with those guys. Haskell Garrett and Tommy Togiai have been phenomenal in the middle. I think if they can get pressure on Michael Penix up in his face, it's a different animal. Because the linebacking core, especially Baron Browning and Jonathan Cooper on the one end, I think they can keep him contained and he won't be able to break, contain, and run. So that's going to be defense's word one, is to not let Michael Penix break contain. Watching his throwing motion, he is not, again, not a polished quarterback, just like I said at the beginning of the episode. But he's really good, and he's proven it for the first four weeks of the season. 
score prediction for Saturday. Um, Ohio State wins 49-35. So I'm writing it down in pen. 49-35. I actually work till noon tomorrow, so I will have the great Paul Keels uh, and Ohio State uh, IMG Sports Radio on in my car as I run errands and then come home. So look for Ohio State to dominate the line of scrimmage. Look for them to play up and get in the face of the quarterback. And look for them to try and establish a running game early, whether it's by Garrett Wilson on a sweep, Chris Olave, or even Justin Fields running the football. I believe Indiana's going to stack the box. And if you leave Big Ten corners on an island with those two boys on the outside, you're not going to win that game. Look for Fields to have another great day. Look for Olave and Garrett Wilson to put up big numbers again. But do not take this Indiana team lightly. Knowing what you hear from Ryan Day and what the players believe and their defensive coordinator and Kerry Coombs and their wide receivers coach and Brian Hartline, they take no one lightly. But again, this will be the test. So just a preview of what else is coming up for Big Recon in the next couple of weeks. Of course, I will come back at you Sunday morning uh, around 11 a.m. Sorry, my eyes are really itchy. Around 11 a.m. with uh, Browns pregame live, we will recap the week that was against the Houston Texans, and we will dive into another bad weather game in Cleveland against the Philadelphia Eagles. This one without Miles Garrett. So lots to talk about on Sunday morning. Hope every hope the people. I saw there were eight or nine views on YouTube of the Mets offseason show. Thank you for watching. Um, to Alex, who hit me on Twitter. Alex, when you listen to this, I don't think it's a hot take about Omar Vizquel. I think he is definitely one of, if not the greatest defensive shortstop of all time. I just had the great fortune of watching him day in and day out in Cleveland when I lived there. And... Again, I keep teasing it, but I'm working on the 100th episode, the LeBron Jordan debate. I do want to throw this out there. I would love to do a mailbag episode. Ask me your questions about NFL, college, baseball, uh, NBA, which just had the draft. Um, And I will do my best to answer them. You can get me on Twitter, uh, and I will go through, and my next episode will hopefully be a mailbag episode. Going to have Tone and Alex come back once the hot stove season gets toward the end of it and we get toward spring training 2021. As I've been told for several weeks, there are only 35 or 36 days till Christmas now. And as I inform my wife, there's 87 days until pitchers and catchers. Scary that we just finished a baseball season. I'm talking about it already, but it is the life I lead. As always, Big Recon can be found as a proud member of the Timeskew Podcast Network at timeskew.com. On YouTube, where this will be, at Big Recon on Sports. On Facebook, where I'll put the link to this, at uh, Big Recon on Sports. Twitter, at Big Recon on Sport. I do, I got to start putting the the links back on Instagram, uh, at Big Recon on Sports. Google, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will come at you again on Sunday with Big Recon Browns pregame live. And next week uh, will probably be another Friday night episode going into the post-Thanksgiving week of Buckeye Pregame Live. So thank you so very much. And since I won't talk to you till after it, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Go Bucks.